Welcome to the Beth Lindermoss podcast. My name is Harold Nichol. On this edition, Beth will help us all discover several keys to health and wellness for those of us who have the privilege of getting older, including what to eat and how to stay fit as we age. And okay, Beth, if there was one thing those of us getting older should do to get or remain healthy, what is it? Oh, I would say keep moving. <laughs> Good. And let's assume, you know, for this discussion, at least that, you know, older people, older adults are are retired or at least, you know, we don't have to go to the office or the job place five days, five days a week. So having the time to exercise, that's not that's not really a, an excuse that we can use. Um but it really is a challenge to get motivated, even if we do have all the time in the world. So where do we find our inspiration to, to get moving, like you had suggested? So I would say the most important thing to keep in mind is that when we say we get moving and we're saying that you really need to be active, um, you want to also want to make sure that you're doing it for you. It's not going to work if you're doing it for somebody else. You got to make sure you're doing it because you want to get the benefits of it. And the most important thing that you're going to get out of it is that you're going to start feeling better. So the best way to do to find ways to keep motivated is to do it for yourself um, so that you know that you're going to feel better. But some things that you could do are I'd find a friend, first of all, like having a buddy is like, or friends or anyone to go and do it with, or if you don't even have a friend that you might not, that you might want to do it with, you could even just like go to your local pool at summer. You probably meet somebody and even in the pool and you guys could like do like laps in the pool, you know, like <laughs> walk in the pool and stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, You can, and that's like one of the things when I say do an activity that you like really enjoy. Um, whether it's going to the pool, it's riding your bike, it's doing yoga or Zumba, um, chai, tai Chi, um, you know, all pickleball, pickleball is huge. Go out and play pickleball. Like that's like the biggest thing these days, you know? Um, yeah, I've seen a uh, pickleball. It looks like, um, it looks like tennis for people who don't like to run. <laughs> well, my mom has been playing pickleball for a really long time and it's like before it became super popular and we we're always like what is that and now like the whole world plays it so she was like in on it like before like we knew about it she was yeah. like the early days yeah that's um, that's cool um and you say you know doing something that you enjoy doing like if you like to play golf you know do that absolutely and sometimes maybe people are like listen I have a really hard time, like, you know, staying on my feet and, you know, trying to be active that way. So like some of the things I always say, like, cause my, cause your knees hurt or your back hurts or something like that. So maybe you're not playing golf, maybe you're not playing pickleball, but maybe you can go. The pool is amazing because the pool, I, like I was just talking about the pool before, but the pool makes it so like you have no weight, it's non-weight bearing. So like that is a super amazing way, you know, and if, you do that in the summer and then you can find somewhere that you could do it, um, it, you know, in the winter indoors, if you're not in an area like I'm not in the winter where you have a pool open, you know, all year round. Um, another thing you could do is lots of places um, offer like chair, like chair yoga, chair aerobics, chair weight, um, weight training and strengthening. 
Um, so that's another amazing option too, for those who are saying like, Oh, my back hurts too much. Knees hurt, my feet hurt, whatever it might be. Um, I will tell you, I will always find a way for you guys to get moving and motivated. So, um, I have always have something up my sleeve. So doing chair aerobics or like I said, or, or yoga or they have everything in a chair. You could be doing all your strengthening in a chair or in a pool, which is another way to, um, keep yourself uh, active. Um, but you, but the most, another really important thing to do is to make it part of your routine, make it into a habit so that you know that every day at 10 AM or 8 AM or maybe 4 PM that you are, um, going to be doing whatever this activity is. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for, um, in, ingraining activities into habits and i know that for me um having the habit of of working out in the morning has gotten to the point that if i don't go for a a, a jog or lift weights in the mornings that i really miss it and and i'm not any great greatly motivated workout guy but it gets into a place in in my brain where i don't i don't feel right does that make any sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, It's just, you know, it should be part of your daily routine. And when you're missing something, it feels like, wait, something's off. So you always want to say like every every day or every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever, you know, you find that works best for you or or works best in a routine that, um, you know, if you're going to be doing it with somebody else, it does the time that works for both of you. Or if you're going to a pool, like those are the hours that it's open, whatever it might be. But yeah, you want to make sure that it starts to get into a routine, into a habit. And then when you don't do it, you're saying exactly that is that, oh my God, like it's off. I, I, I didn't even, I didn't do my walk today. I didn't do my swim today. I didn't go to yoga today, whatever it might be. And it's like, oh, my day just seems like it's off you know, or something's not right, or maybe I needed to go because I, you know, the energy I get from it. Um, I didn't get that energy today. I didn't get the strengthening that I normally get today. I didn't get to stretch, like all the things that you really, really need. Um, and then you'll definitely feel like you're missing out. Right. And, you know, you had talked about muscle mass and seated weightlifting. And I know that as we get older, you know, it's it's important to maintain some degree of of, of muscle mass. I'm not sure I've got a real vision of people in their eighties at the gym, you know, blasting their quads and so forth. So um, <laughs> what are some maybe more practical ways to include resistance training as part of the routine? You don't even have to use weights. That's the craziest thing, right? So everyone thinks that they have, need to go to the gym and like get all buff and stuff, but you don't, you can use resistance bands you could be in the pool and use the water resistance. You can, of course, you can use weights, but you can also take water bottles and cans and all of that. And sometimes it's just your own body weight. Um, like if I like when I say just your own body weight, if you did a squat or a push up, that's your own body weight. And that itself is giving you the resistance training that you also need. Cause you need to make sure we're working those muscles. Um, we need to protect our bones for osteoporosis. So, but even using your own weight will is also something that you can do. And not everyone's going to do push up. I just said push ups, 
but you could do a push up on the wall and you're still getting the same benefit as if you were to be on the floor. If that's not something that is an option for you, we can do, like I said, there's something up my sleeve for everybody. I can get you doing all your resistance training, standing up or sitting in a chair, whatever you need to do um, on your, you know, all different ways. There's always something to do, um, but you want to definitely include that resistance training and it doesn't necessarily have to be using the the machines that you're used to seeing or um, heavy weights. Like I said, you know, grab a water bottle, grab some laundry detergent, and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, a jug of milk maybe or uh, anything that, that has some weight and a handle to it. I think that's, that's a good word. And I want to kind of switch gears and talk about, about balance and, and falling because um, I think sitting in a chair to do some of this stuff makes a lot of sense, but, you know, I know I have elderly parents and um, I constantly worry that they're going to get hurt by falling. Does regular exercise somehow help with balance? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, you know, what really helps with balance is when in our regular exercise routine, when we incorporate our core, um, that was, is what's going to help us tremendously as well. So part of your daily routine is as we're getting stronger, it absolutely helps with balance and the more balance and more strength that we have, like we can like catch ourselves better or we maybe we won't even tumble over as easily because we're stronger um, overall, our entire body and core strength is actually a really big part of that as well. So again, like you're saying like chair stuff, like you're like, I'm not really sure about chair stuff, but you can do every, we can work every body part and even in a chair in the water where you have no resistance you know like the when I don't say when I don't mean no resistance what I mean is non-weight bearing yeah the balance is huge like of course uh, you know a lot of times you hear about like that one bad fall that leads to like uh the decline in a lot someone's health all the time so what we want to do is make sure we could take care of ourselves as much as we can to prevent that fall um and then prevent that rapid decline and yeah, our health. I, I know that um, I, I appreciate that. And particularly, you know, the core strength. And um, I uh, just because your knees and your joints aren't as functioning as well as they as they once did makes it hard for uh, for our older friends and relatives to to stand up, even though they're mobile. But sometimes that's a struggle. But I think what you've said about um, keeping your core engaged is uh is a good is a very good piece of advice. Let's talk about sleeping because I've read a lot and there's libraries full of information about the importance of sleep. Does sleep equate to better health and will uh, exercising more help us to sleep sleep better? Um, it actually does, which is I know a lot of people are like, I don't know why exercise would help me sleep. It gives me the energy. Um, but it does because <laughs> the exercise is actually going to help aid you in better rest. Now, the one thing that it might not do is if you exercise right before you go to sleep, that may keep you up. But if you exercise and you give yourself a few hours before bedtime, mm-hmm. it will actually aid in your better in falling asleep better and staying asleep. Um, it will definitely help in having you have a better restful night for sure. Yeah, in all honesty, I've never heard of anybody, you know, wanting to go for a for a, a brisk jog right before bedtime. But I guess uh, 
I guess it could happen, right? Lot, well, you know what? You know, sometimes like night owls, you know, like I happen not to be a night owl, but sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like the night owls are like, oh, I'm just going to go, you know, and go work out at this time. Or maybe it's the time like after dinner and then um, or whatever works into people's schedules sometimes. And then it's like if you work out at nine o'clock at night and then you're going to go to sleep at like 10, 11, it's kind of close. It just might definitely get into the way of you're getting in some good sleep in there. Yeah, I guess it's because it gets your uh, your heart pumping and your blood moving and your brain endorphins going. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to disengage. I think sometimes like that, and probably the reason I like to work out in the morning to get my brain oxygenated and so forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, I don't think there's any discussion about health and and fitness is going to be complete without talking about nutrition, and I know. I have older relatives. I think I mentioned this before several times that their sense of taste isn't that good anymore. And they gravitate to sweets. Um, I know that that's not uh, such a good idea. How can, how can we uh, point our, our uh, older friends and relatives in the direction of a healthier diet? Well, basically what we want to have them look out for um, you know, I, a lot of stuff that we want to make sure is that they have a very wide variety of foods in their diet, um, according to the aging and fitness, um, from the national Institute of aging, um, they're saying that what you want, really want to make sure, like I just said, is to have your a wide variety of foods. You want to make sure you have your fruits, your veggies, your whole grains, your proteins, um, proteins obviously are super important. We've done talked many times about the proteins, getting in your hydration. And when we talk about hydration, again, um, it's not, you know, your caffe- your coffee and your caffeine. It's your water um, or seltzers, um, right. things that, are, that do not have, or sugary drinks, or none of that actually counts. So it's your water and your seltzers that are going to count um, the most. And you want to make sure that, you know, protein, 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 and then when you're having your 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 um, carbs, that there are whole grains. Uh, and what I mean by that is that it's not going to be like your white pastas and your white breads, but it's going to be, you know, your brown rice pastas and your sweet potatoes um, and stuff like that. So we want to make sure they're whole grains. Another thing we want to do is if we'd like to teach them how to read a food label. Um, you want to make sure it's lower in sugar, lower in fats, lower in sodium, you know, um, very low in saturated fats and definitely to avoid any processed foods. I so feel like a lot I, of, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say like just a lot so, of days that um, reading a food label that you have to be a PhD in chemistry to do that. Are there uh, ways that you can translate some of that into English for us um, so that we well, know even like. So sometimes even when you read the can or something, it might, it'll say low sugar or it'll say low sodium, you know, definitely you want to look for um, all of that. We could definitely do another podcast on just even how to read a food label um, because you want to look for proteins and you have to look for your sugars and your fats and your sodiums. And, you know, everyone's supposed to have, you know, have different, um, depending on what diet you're on, everyone, um, when I say diet, I mean like whether you're watching your 
um, sodium for your blood pressure, or you're watching your sugar for your diabetes. Like, so everyone's looking for different numbers on there. So, um, but what I do want you to notice is that it's definitely like a sugar will be on the lower side if, you know, and your sodium is going to say low sodium on it. Because like, I, the one thing I will say is that like, again, when you're watching your sodium for your blood pressure, you're watching your sugars for your diabetes, everyone is going to be looking for a little bit of a different um, label. But at the same time, everybody should be having, again, the low sugar, the low fats, the low sodium, the low saturated fat, nothing processed. You know, we're going to have to have like, whole, like try to cook from home or if not, I say it all the time, go to Costco and get that chicken, you know, <laughs> um, right, so that you right. can, you know, that it's, it's not a processed food. Um, we want the, and you know, it's so important. And we're talking about the nutrition, right? We want to make sure that, uh, everyone is just having a whole balanced diet. I know you're saying that there's people like, you know, someone that's like, you know, really into the sugary stuff. Oh, yeah. So what Absolutely. we do is we could find different ways of making some of those quote unquote sugary foods, um, healthier. You know, like instead of having like a regular pudding, you can have a chia seed pudding, right? right, right. And turn it into something a little healthier and finding other options and other ways to have some of that. Yeah, I think that's a good word. And the idea of um, spending time on a future podcast talking about food labels is sounds like a good idea. Switch gears yet again and talk about the mental health benefits of exercise. I know that um, you had mentioned about walking with a partner or, um, you know, doing something in a group was a, a good way to get motivated to, to be fit. But there's mental health advantages to that approach as well, isn't there? Oh, my gosh. Exercise, is, exercise and a good diet, I will say, are hugely part of our mental health. Um, when we follow a healthy diet, when we exercise, our mental health is oh, it's going to be better. I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to suffer from anything, but I will tell you it definitely helps. It helps in depression. It helps keep your cognitive function. And it's going to help to decrease in stress, decrease anxiety. And all of these are just, it's crazy. It's just from following a healthy diet and exercising. It, so when we can just do a little bit of something that can you know, help our mood or or help our depression, or help our anxiety, any of that, or even our, our cognitive function, all of it, just by following a healthy diet and a little bit of exercise. I'm not telling you to go to the gym or go, go and do anything so crazy, but be active. Like just be active and follow a healthy diet and that your mental health will get better. It will feel better. You will be in a better mood when you're in a better mood. Others want to be around you when you're in a good mood. You want to be around others. Oh, it's so good. I mean, like, you know, when, while, you know, when you're aging or even at any age, to be honest with you, you mm -hmm. know, the main things that you want to make sure that you're doing, you want to make sure that you're being active and that you're moving. You want to make sure you're eating a very healthy, varied diet. Um, you want to manage your stress, which we were just talking about. Right. Yep. Um, yep. You do, and then you want to stay connected with friends. And the last thing that you really could do is stay, uh, that I, that you sh should do. And 
always it's always fun to do is to try something new mm-hmm. but you could do that with your friends with your family something sometimes you're like i don't think i want to do that and then you try it like a lot of people which we talk about this all the time too is yoga right people are always putting down my yoga and i love the yoga and then they try it and they're like oh now i know why you now i know why you love to do it so much you know right so right. try new things definitely yeah. try new things and the benefits of exercise and nutrition and your sleep and your mind is just amazing things happen when we just you know follow good exercise and good nutrition and all of these amazing benefits come from it so no more excuses and the best the best part of it is is that the fitness part of it it could be free you know yeah that the uh from what you've described today the the benefits of fitness and nutrition far outweigh any um inconvenience or any kind of uh excuse that any excuse that somebody has to not do any of the things that that Beth suggested will pale in comparison to the tremendous benefits and not just health, but being in a better mood. And like she said, having or being in a good enough mood that, that other people not just want to be around you, but um, will seek you out. Um, and the other thing about community, staying connected with other people I don't know why, but I know that we're social animals and that being together in a group is always a good idea. Is Would you would you affirm that for us, Beth? Oh, my God. Absolutely. And you know what? You know, sometimes people will say, um, you know, I don't have a lot, a lot of friends. Well, you don't the same thing. You don't need a lot of friends. You just need a couple really good people to be around. Right. So and being in a, having a nice group, whether it's a small group or a large group of friends and family that you like to be around. You know, absolutely. Being social is, it's definitely part of like who all of the majority of the human beings are is to want to gravitate towards each other. And when you get that really good connection with others, Mm -hmm. then you're there to support each other. And so when you're supporting each other, you can go for a walk and you can be there to support um, whether it's making a good food choice for each other um, and the others in your group. So when you have a nice connection with others, it turns into like a support group as well as community. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. And I know that I enjoy um, golfing with with friends or um, going to a, a ball game, which while it isn't exercise, it's part of the community and part of the mental health aspect that Beth stressed for us today. We're out of time and that's so sad, but we'll be back. And if you can't get enough of Beth Linder Moss, she has TikTok videos like crazy with all different types of workouts and exercises and information about nutrition. And if you want to really learn everything that there is at least published that Beth has shared, you can get her book which is Think Healthy, Be Healthy, and it's available at Amazon. The Beth Linder Moss website, which is just bethlindermoss.com. And uh, anywhere books are sold, whether in traditional bookstores or online. Hey, thanks for listening. Please tell your friends about Beth and come back next time for another edition of the Beth Linder Moss podcast.